Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. One. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Here we are with our episode 18 of How to Type. Well, I am your... Yeah, I think I it's am your like co- perpetually episode 18, like every single right. time because we rename right, it afterwards. Right. Right. Uh, I mean, I am your host. How those frogs looking today, Jab? How the frogs looking? You know, they're pretty gay. I'm not gonna lie. All right. Like, we put plenty of atrazine in the water. Yeah. Um. Yep. Doing our own experiment. We're trying to. And the uh, Aborigines uh, took out the rainbow serpent in the mines. So. (laughs) Yes, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Oh look, it's cat. Cat decided to grace us with her presence today. Very nice. Why do you keep saying? Why do you keep saying that to everyone? <laughs> yes. Well, I. Just, uh, every, I mean, it's. You say, it's you kind say, of I'm a, so it's insincere nice when you thing. say that. Yeah. And people are just going to think you're oh, being I got a jackass. Text message. Um. Uh, I mean, I kind of am being a jackass. I mean, why not? <laughs> Fair enough. Like, why, never not be a jackass. Like, am I right? At least I'm not. At least I'm not seasonal jackass. You know, like uh-huh. a certain somebody out uh, there, a seasonal. Oh yeah, like jackass. me. No, I'm a seasonal jackass. Not like you. I'm not referring to you. It's a it's an inside joke at the meetup group, actually. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, whenever I cognitively transition into ESFP, I turn into a jackass, like the biggest smartass on the planet. Right. Okay. Well, I mean, that's nice. At least you can transition. I think for most people, they just think I'm a jackass at all times. You know? Right. I'm I'm like trans personality. Not cool trans enough to be a uh, transsexuality. Yes, trans personality here, folks. Uh, you've heard it here on uh, csjoseph.life. Uh, fantastic. Uh, we got uh, trans jab tonight uh, doing his trans, trans personality. Jab. Yep, trans jab. Yeah, I'm an ESFP today. So I'm an ESFP today. I'm going to constantly interrupt Chase because uh, I'm initiating and he's going to get so mad. I am just going to put up with it and smile, <laughs> just like the penguins from Madagascar, right? Smile and wave, boys. Smile and wave. So yeah, and on that point, I'm going to just talk over you and and, and reinitiate and say hello, Yusuf. Okay. Say hello in chat. Hello, Yusuf. Hello, uh, Dolph Dervish called Kate us uh, something, something very rude, but I'm not offended by it. Okay. So, uh, but I'm not going to show it. Yeah, um, ENTP is constantly worried we're a jackass. You know, you know, Jab. I I think you made some really good points on that ENTP article that you shared with me today. It made me all warm yeah. and fuzzy inside. Yeah. Yeah, really warm and fuzzy. What is the title <laughs> of that article again, Jab? What was it? 
Uh, it hasn't been finalized, but it's like ten ways. Ten ways. Oh, to, what did I call? To piss off an ENTP. I think that's what. It, it yeah. Is. I, yeah. Like, yeah. I'm jumping. I'm juggling up between calling it uh, ten ways that you should never piss off an ENTP or ten things which are an ENTP's worst nightmare. Like, maybe if someone wants to super chat a title suggestion, uh, I'm coin operated, so I might be persuaded by a nice super chat. Yes. Yes, he would. Dad would definitely do that because he is very coin operated, uh, especially this evening. All right, folks, uh-huh. uh, let's talk about coin operation, shall we? So, uh, Brian Cox, the we have a super chat from uh, last week that we have to do first. Yeah, yeah. So let's get that done uh, because we promised. Do you remember who that was? Uh, it's in the super chat thing. Just look in the feed. All uh, right, uh, super Brian chat. Cox. For the Max G94 guy. Where the hell's the super chat thing? Yeah. Oh, there it is. Uh, Kurt Cobain. Him? Yeah, it's a Kurt Cobain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kurt, we're starting with Kurt Cobain tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Then we're going to get to Max G94's thing. So just so you guys know, here's how the super chats work. We will type a person for you. Uh, live uh, if you give us a super chat. The thing is, though, if someone uh, has a higher super chat than your super chat, their super chat gets priority. So you could technically get outbid, which means that the show ends and the show will end. Uh, And it ends when we run out of markers. When when I run out of markers of color to type, uh, then technically the show is over. And then there's like, if you have leftover super chats, I mean, hopefully we'll get through them the next week, etc. But just understand that, like, you know, there's a chance that your super chats may not make it. So, because remember, right. the higher the super chat, the uh, higher chance that you're going to get your person chosen because it's a higher priority, folks. So, don't forget right. that. I mean, this is basically an auction, but at the same time, it's gambling because you don't get your money back if you make a bid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so be that as it may, uh, we're going to be using the type grid as usual, the type grid methodology as usual to, uh, psychoanalyze people on the fly. It's a very controversial method because no one else does it except us here at CSJ. And uh, a lot of people just are like, oh, wow, it's not like an official accredited test like the MBTI. You need to be using letter dichotomies because obviously you're actually an ENTJ and you're not actually an ENTP. So, and the fact that you don't know the difference obviously takes all credibility from you whatsoever. So, guess what, Mr. C.S. Joseph? You have to, like, literally consider using the letter dichotomies. Like, and oh I'm, my god, Chase. I'm like, yeah, no. No. I, well, I mean, we're literally I, the hipsters of the MBTI community. Yeah, I, I am not that cool. I mean, you can kind of tell that I'm being hipsterish right now because, like, my beard's going out more and more and more and more, and yeah. it's probably going to continue to keep growing. Who knows? Or maybe I just chop it off. Who knows? We'll find out. But, you know, quite honestly, like, <laughs> uh, we're definitely hipstering it up. I mean, and I could have been in Portland, too, to pull that off. But apparently, you know, I'm I'm not in Portland. So, uh, right. Yeah. But on that point, the, f- the fact of the matter is anybody who has any semblance of actually understanding the science knows why the letter dichotomies are absolute garbage. Garbage. So anybody who has any any semblance of understanding of the cognitive functions and how they order in a personality type and then looks at the letter dichotomies and sees how much of an absolute excuse my friend's shit show it is like 
how could you even type that way? Like, what? what is it? Isabel Briggs and Maya's... They're basically morons. Yeah. But... Well, I mean, it's just a test. Like, that's all, that's all it is. It's a test, and it's outdated, and it's archaic. And now we have the type grid, thank God. And we can, like, literally like, right. have a future now as a race because of it. All right. So that being I'm pretty said, sure you made a right. I'm pretty sure you made a video on how bad it is. Sorry, I don't mean to go backwards, but like literally feeling feeling versus thinking isn't necessarily always affiliative versus um pragmatic and perce perceiving versus judging isn't necessarily always, you know. Well, the perceiving and judging is an absolute shit show and the fact of the matter is across feeling uh senses, they can often be pragmatic. And across, you know, it's only really consistent on the intuitive. But regardless, let's not talk about that right now. Like, it's an absolute shit show. Yeah, and I'm let's actually cool. type some people. And, like, I'm actually wearing black on black today. And uh, <laughs> being all dark, mysterious, and unsure of my feelings, apparently. Because according to Corey Wayne's book, How to Be a 3% Man, that's the fastest way to attract uh, people. Which I think he's full of crap. <laughs> but, I mean, that's what you get when you're reading a book uh, written by someone who has... Uh, yeah, I'm not going to say it. Uh, anyway, um, that being said... Um, yeah, let's be triple movement and let's like start our actual stream instead of starting 10 minutes late. By no, we never do that. All right, red markers up, Jab. Let's get some Kurt Cobain going. Fire it up. All right, let's fire it up, folks! Sorry, I yelled. That was probably really loud. I'm so yeah, sorry. Again, my ears <laughs> melt in like pain. I mean, holy smokes. Don't forget, folks, hire the super chat, the higher chance your person that is typed is chosen. Uh, this guy absolutely looks like a drop, but let's keep, let's, let's listen to him. I do book show in much, where um, we talk to you do what? a book show. Oh. We talk to different people about favorite books that you've read and how it's inspired you or what you learned from it or something like that. Mm -hmm. So do you have a book that, um, that comes back to you every once in a while? Yeah, well... I've read Perfume by Patrick Suskin about ten times in my life, and uh, I can't stop reading it. It's like something that's just stationary in my pocket all the time. It just doesn't leave me, and every time I'm bored, like I'm on an airplane or something, I read it over and over again. Because I'm... Because I'm what? Sorry. I just... Sorry, I just noticed something in there, but I'll tell you in a bit. Let's finish this in. Okay. A hypochondriac. Just affects me. It makes me want to cut my nose off. Because I'm a hypochondriac. It affects me. Make me yeah, he's talking about his experience the whole time, man. It's like S I N E. You know, that's what I'm getting from that. Like, he puts something in his pocket, which he reads over and over and over and again, which kind of sounds like like an S I inferior or an S I child. Like, it's a behavior which is common with S I and S I inferior, holding themselves to the same experiences over and over again. But. That is true, but but I have to I have to I have to do a counterpoint on that one. I got to do a counterpoint because, for example, one of the INFJs I coached, uh, let's say like last year, for example, um, when uh, season season three, episode uh, twelve, season three episode twelve came out. They listened to that episode over and over and over and over and over basically every time that they were showering in the morning when they were going through their wake-up routine 
uh, that uh, who are the INFJs lecture. They literally listen to it every day for like weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. So, well, you know, yeah. And that book could potentially like be like a, a totem, like an SE totem as well. So, right. I so I mean it's a little it's a little too early to say, but I'm gonna at least put up one point for introverted sensing on that because like he's talking about his own experience. But I mean, there's not enough information to really know for sure. But uh, let's uh, let's keep going. It's about this, um... Per Sorry, is this loud enough for you? Yeah, we're good, man. Okay. apprentice in, in, um, France at the turn of the century, and he, um, he, uh, is just disgusted, basically, with all humans, and he just can't get away from humans, so he goes on this trek, this, uh, walk of death, where he just... He goes into the rural areas where there's, you know, woods all over the place in the small villages, and, and he only travels by night, and, um, he... He just every time he smells human like a fire from a far off way, you know, he'll um, he'll just get really disgusted and hide, and he just tries to stay away from people. I can relate to that. <laughs> I kind of relate to that. That's that's an essay statement. Telephone. <laughs> yeah. So he like he likes to stay away from people. So that sounds yeah, like well, he's, very... he's responding. But yeah, I'm getting direct responding movement from this guy. Like seriously, yeah. definitely direct responding movement for sure. Um, very moving. Huh? I'm thinking, might be a, I'm thinking he might be an INFJ. INFJ. Yeah, I'm. I'm so far. I'm going there. I'm. I'm definitely going there. I'm definitely going in the INFJ direction. You know, because like when he starts talking about the story, it's like he did this, he did this, he did this, he did this. You know, but again, it's just one situation. We need to verify. So let's get some more information in there. Right. Do you ever use what you read in any of your songs? As a matter of fact, I use that very story in Scentless Apprentice. Yeah. So, um, that's really one of the first times that I've ever used a, an actual story, you know, as a, as a book, as an example of a song. You know, I've always tried to stay away from that, but now that I'm running out of ideas more and more, I, I tend to do that. Is it hard when, uh... You spend your whole life doing the first few albums, and then suddenly everybody needs your attention. You have to do interviews, you have to travel around, and suddenly, it's it's. Is it hard to come up with ideas? Um, I don't know. I've just I've just noticed that people expect expect more of a thematic angle with with our music you know they always want to read they into expect it a thematic angle they want to read into it that's interest based because it's about the interest of the audience he's also being abstract with that statement uh talking about the abstract audience in that regard and it seems like he's also saying that from a tife point of view for sure can we keep going I yeah 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 keep going keep going we, i want to i want to nail this one because this is one that the audience has been asking for for a long time uh so i just want to make sure that we're getting uh, doing some of our due diligence on this one i'm going to skip further into the interview just in case he becomes more uncomfortable or more comfortable or less comfortable or whatever just so we can see if you know maybe this is him putting on an act because you know the first few minutes of an act it's very easy yeah to i mean he's just stating facts over and over again he's being very matter of fact you know, in, in fact, he even said matter of fact. Uh, so it's just T-I-F-E, you know, for sure. Right. Let's skip ahead. Um, hopefully we'll put out Metal Machine music next year, you know. I don't know. Um, either I've accepted it or I've 
gone beyond insane to where I can deal with Okay, that sounds abstract. Yeah, that's also very, very low FI. Very abstract. Very low FI. So TIFE for sure on that. You can almost tell that he's got that, like, INFJ, uh, I feel like I'm a worthless human being thing, or I feel like I'm useless thing. You know what I'm saying? And based on that... Uh, uselessness, worthlessness, uh, that whole like FI critic, you know, I'm holding myself to this insanely high standard of perfection that I myself and others can't actually adhere to. And then I alienate oh. everybody because I hold everyone to that standard. And then I just end up looking like a hypocrite, right? So it just kind of seems like it's got that, you know, INFJ emo thing going on for sure. Uh, Cause that's what they yeah. do in that situation. With it uh, emotionally, I just I really don't care. I, I don't. I know that I'm stubborn to allow myself to ever compromise their music or, you know, get so wrapped up in it and involved where it's going to, you know, make turn us into big rock stars. I mean, I just don't feel like that. Everyone I else don't feel like that because status is not important to me because I'm not a TEFI user. I'm FETI, you know. And it's like all about the experience I want to give people. I want to make them comfortable, man. You know, let's keep going. Stop it, but we're not as popular as everyone thinks, or we're not as rich as everyone thinks. You know, it's just, it's just. That's an affiliative statement. We've always had a good sense of humor. I don't think that's very been translated very well. You know, but we'd rather laugh about it. Ha ha ha! It's just for the love you of the music, man. Just for the love of the music. Very essay statement, man. You know, gotta love them, Seattle, Seattle, uh, Seattle Garage Man. So, yeah, NFJ, STP Quadra, affiliative interest abstract. So he's an NF, direct responding movement. Ergo, Kurt Cobain is an INFJ, folks. Pretty, pretty obvious. So we're gonna write it down right here. All right, Jab, who's next? Um, let's look. Let me look at the super chat. Uh, Bilbo, haven't we already done Bilbo? Bilbo Baggins? No, Bilbo. Wasn't he an ENTP? I. Oh, Bill Burr. Hmm. No, I don't think we've ever done Bill Burr. I don't remember Bill Burr. Well, I might have spoiled it then. I okay. Yeah. Um, Frank Zappa and Bono from U2 are two ten dollars donations. Bill Burr is nine ninety nine. So oh. since Taj Marie super chatted first, we're gonna go with her ten dollar one. Okay. Frank Zappa. Frank Zappa. All right, folks. One marker down. Green is next. Oh. Who is this 1980s porn star looking motherfucker? Uh. All right. Let's do this interview from 1984. Frank Zappa. Yeah. Apparently, I was right in calling him a 1980s porn star. Okay. All right. Let's see. Frank, how did the Mothers of Invention come about? You mean the name? Because the record company refused to have a group on the label called The Mothers. 
they had talked to some uh, people with marketing expertise. Oh, so ESTP, like I'm triggered. Uh, anyway, let's keep going. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's some direct right there. And that's initiating any feeds control. Like just off the bat, like direct initiating control. <laughs> anyway, keep going. Uh, to deal with a group called the Mothers. So I had to have of invention on the end of it. Otherwise, they wouldn't give us a record contract. How does the band come together? They wouldn't give us the record contract. S-E, they. S-E. Also, it also seems pragmatic because he doesn't seem to like think it's an injustice against it. It's like, eh, yeah, it's that's happened. true. Very pragmatic approach. I could even argue TIFE on that one as well. Like, he's very matter of fact about it, and he's just like, this is a fact. This is what happened. They didn't give us a record contract. You know, instead of being like, I feel that they were probably thinking they were going to give us the record contract, but then they thought not to. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Let's get some more, though. Um, by accident. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I love that uh, super direct uh, one-word response. Those the, that classic STP way of uh, interviewing, right? <laughs> wow, you overwhelmed me. All right, let's keep going. Good. Okay. <laughs> There's any of these questions you don't want to answer? You just let me know. Believe me, I will. Okay. Believe <laughs> me, direct. I will. S <laughs> E N I <laughs> direct. Oh, yeah, that's good. <laughs> and that was initiating, too. Okay. Who were some of your major musical influences? There's a list of 160 names on the inside of the Freak Out album. Oh, my God, this guy. Yeah. <laughs> T-I-F-E, man. T-I-F-E, S-E-N-I. Oh, he's so controlled, direct initiating control, like... And if you're a TIFE user, you're direct initiated control, you're either automatically, you're automatically an ESTP or an ENFJ by default, right? And we know he's pragmatic, so I can just be like, yeah, boy, he's not ENFJ, so he's ESTP, which is exactly like what I said within a few seconds of even starting it. Interesting. Let's do a little bit more, just so that the audience doesn't like be like, ah. You don't have any credibility because you're doing it too fast, or also because you don't cite your sources. Since the time the Freakout album was released 20 years ago, I think I might have added four more names to the list. The names are influenced, both positive and negative. Um, <laughs> oh my god, this so badly reminds me of when, uh, you know who I'm talking about is talking. <laughs> I know, right? I know. <laughs> Yep. Like, I, I'm in this feeling of deja vu, like I'm talking to that person. Yep, that ESTP friend of ours. Yep. That ESTP friend. I might have changed it. I might have added four names to that list. You know, like, okay, sure, whatever. <laughs> Super concrete. There ain't no what if on that. Like, there is no what if on that. So, yeah, I mean... Uh, between concrete and pragmatic, yeah, he's an ESTP. Next, <laughs> that was quick. It's like a minute of free. Yeah, I'm not right. like I don't want to spend more time on that. It's obvious the guy's an ESTP. Next, the other one, uh, Bono from YouTube. Chaz Bono. Gosh, we Bono. Been... Bono. 
Okay, I literally googled Bonner from YouTube. Um, interview. Alright. Let's do it. Here we go. Whoop. Interview with an Australian channel. Blah, blah, blah. Skip through the introduction. Let's see this lady talk. When Bono finally emerges. Alright, we've got to be careful because that Coffee's trying. <laughs> of their thirty-year-old. Oh God. It's on record. Here we go. Here's the interview. Uh, I I was just in a position where on this album I had a few incidents um, that made me think. Wow. I don't know. It's if I just need to put my feelings on record. This this better really count because this is a lot of YouTube out there. Talk about his experience. Talking about him. Talking about himself. That's right, folks. If someone's talking more about themselves, typically they're SI users. If they're talking about others, typically they're SE users. All right? Just keep that in mind. Like, that's a huge distinction. All right? Probably write a, a good typing article, which gives, like, you know, ways of typing. You know, I might put that on the burner for you. The burner? Yeah. Chuck it on the Barbie. All right. All right, let's keep... What you think? Why would anyone want to know? Well, we ask ourselves album? that question every time we make an album because... Okay, that's not him. That's like his mate talking. Blah, blah, skip through that. His through mate. That. His mate talking. Donald Trump, songs of experience. Leader of the free world. Okay, here we go. Um, strange thing. As you did with Bush and Clinton in the past? It's a really strange thing if you can't really believe um, what comes out of the mouth of supposedly the leader of the free world. But does anyone? I mean, really, does own does staff Does anyone believe, believe? T.E.? Does anyone believe? So, <clears throat> it's a chronic situation. Uh-oh. No more music. <laughs> Skip. Uh... Uh, neither of those are Bono. Here we go. More Bono. There was made three Irish men living in a tiny house screaming at each other for most of my childhood. That's what it felt like. Yeah. And, um, um, I mean, I, yeah, I'm sure I was a pain in the ass. You have said about that period that, um, your home became a house with the death of your mother, and there were three men. With regards to, I'm sure I was a pain in the ass. Is that a bit of NESI? Like, he knows how his intentions were affected, sort of thing? Yeah, kind of. I mean, I, that's something like an STJ would potentially say. Um, so, I mean, I could do that. He's still talking about his experience uh, in that situation. And the label of a home to house is still TEFI. I mean, are you thinking? Are you thinking control with this one? I just I haven't heard enough speech from him to really determine movement versus control. Um, yeah, I mean, in terms of the speech pattern, he doesn't seem a bit control in the sense that he's very controlled in how the words come out. Like, he doesn't seem too keen to just immediately like jump in, like. Yeah, like I do. You know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, I'll, I'll put it under control, but like this is a light control. I, I want to, I want to hear right. more. Trying to kill each other. Mm. It sounds yeah. very dire. Yeah, very I mean, dire. our house is just so warm; it's full of light. 
Was he a bit responding there? Like, the interviewer tried to say something again, and then he, like, paused, let her finish, like, the the follow-up to her question, even though he had half-started. I mean, that's it a good kind of been, It could have been a low TI moment of pause to actually think about the truth of what the uh, answer to the question was. So I'm not going to go that far well, with it. Well, it wasn't that. Like, he started answering his question, and then she cut him off. Right. Instead of continuing his answer. Like you see a lot of uh, initiating types, you right. see, you know, he's kind of like what Elon Musk kept doing, right? <clears throat> but you know, what? I mean, it's a bit of a soft responding, but let's going. Laughs, you know, edges are the same. We have, we have a, we're just easy. We've just got an easier ride. But I've, I've got my macho thing that I'm sure I've got to deal with. But um, it's just different from my dad's era, I think. You know? All right. I'm going to go to an older interview because... Yeah, do that. that... Seems kind of concrete. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of... Yeah. He's only just like talking about what is and his memories and it's just... It's, I'm bored with him. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing really what if he there. So I'm going to put one down for concrete. But I need more information. Right, it's not enough. It's not enough information. Need more. Yeah, this is from 18... Yeah, so that's yeah. Uh, we went to Berlin and worked in a studio there called Hansa, which is on the wall. Right. In fact, we were the last flight into the um, the old divided Germany. It was an amazing time to be there. And, you know, the way we felt about it was you have to experiment to keep things fresh, you know? And we made we made some very experimental tours. And we really pushed out the boat. And Zoo TV, which is a tour that came out of that period, some people called it the Sergeant Peppers tour. But at the, t you know, it was a huge undertaking, like Pop Mart, which followed on after. I mean, these things they cost quarter of a million dollars a day. Wait, so he said some people call it the Pop something of da da da. Is that a bit of a statement? E e. Uh, yeah, it is. It is a TFI statement. Good catch. I've been so focused on foc on temperament that I haven't been able to do cognitive axes. Let's keep going. Deep on the road. So it's like making a major movie, one of the, like a huge yeah. action. Yeah. But every day you're in a different city. And and just you're flirting with bankruptcy if everyone doesn't mm -hmm. come here. There's a lot of pressure, a lot of meetings, with a lot of people you'd rather not be meeting. That's a little bit abstract, talking about the what Worried about bankruptcy, meeting me. No, no, no. I don't want to go that deep on that one. No. No. That's a little too shallow. Right. With, and on this tour, we just thought, can we just make it about the music? <laughs> that's, that's affiliative, isn't it? Is it not? Let's that, just make it about the music. Is that Bono talking? Like. Yeah. I mean, that did sound a bit affiliative. Yeah, it did. Play it back again. I want to hear it again. All right. Uh, I might have jumped back too far. A lot of pressure, a lot of meetings with a lot of people you'd rather not be meeting with. And on this tour, we just thought, can we just make it about the music? And we had an album that felt more raw, less yeah. conceptual. So it has been like rolling down a hill. 
more raw, it's just like, less conceptual. Yep. That's a concrete statement. Um, it's, an, it's amazing. I almost want to say systematic because he's like following a system for producing the album, basically. I really, well, not really. No? He felt better once they got rid of the system. Okay. Interesting. Need more information, right, Jab. So let's go back again and let's listen to that again. All right. Like rolling down a hill. So he talks about once he got rid of the system for producing the music and then just making it about the music, that it became so easy that it felt like rolling hill. So he's saying that the removal of the systematic process for producing their music was actually beneficial and made it more comfortable and easier. Right. So, in fact, right. in there, there's an actual uh, SINE statement. Yep. Talks about his comfort. Yep. So, moving away from it actually made him more comfortable. So that would imply that he's not system. Right. And in there, in itself, I don't know. SI I don't know. I could argue. I could. I could still argue that's systematic, though. But I. That's why I'm not going to put up anything for it. So let's keep going. Right. I'm still She's getting like... control. By the way, like the entire time, I'm getting control. Like, I have not I would seen agree. any movement out of this guy. And I've seen any only direct, which means he's directing his shit in control. So, and the only uh, S-I-N-E user in uh, in the direct initiating control land is an ESTJ. It's the only one. Mm. And the guy is just so, I'm sorry, he's just so milk toast. Like, um, what's his name? Mitt Romney, who is also an ESTJ. <laughs> Uh, not really, not really into the the milk toast. Uh, quite honestly, like, just seems like it. But let's keep going a little bit more. All right, rolling down the hill, and we're running up. It's an it's been an amazing, amazing. The most moment. satisfying. I think it is. It's a tour that I have. Uh, I, right, S I N E statement. It's another S I N E statement. Yep, that it's satisfying. Okay. Uh, let's skip a little bit ahead. Get on to some sort of new topic so we can get a different perspective. So you, A, you're having a good time. Yes. Obviously. B, you're using it as you think appropriate and you don't care. You take note of the fact that people are saying, what's one more pop star doing, whatever. Yeah, you just you try but to I make mean, use I, of it, you know, just because yeah. it is not, you know, the real heroes in this world are nurses and firemen and, <laughs> and not film stars. The real How? heroes of this world are nurses and firemen. Wow, said every SJ ever, because they're guardians. Come on, guys. Right. Come on. <laughs> wow. That is, so affiliative. that is so affiliative, and that is concrete. Like, whatever. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Let's like let's let's listen to one more stint, but yeah, I'm basically gonna call this guy an ESTJ. You wanna verify that? I'll skip another fifteen minutes in and uh, we can verify later in the video. Alright. So I work I work on exactly. debt cancellation exactly. for instance. I spared people that on on the record, but one of the themes on this record is is that of you know, the right to start again right to begin again like redemption you know 
how affiliative is a spiritual idea yeah. but it, it's uh it's a metaphor stolen from economics <laughs> a manifesto that's systematic and it's affiliative oh well much is that you missed something in the state he said um so let's let's go back all right redemption so he's talking about you know, redemption this is a spiritual idea and then he's talking actually, about spirituality it's uh which would sound abstract but then he says this which means which he shows his lack of understanding of abstract where he relates it to something concrete uh, it's a metaphor stolen from economics, <laughs> you know, to re Fair enough. See that? So it's him yeah. trying to tap abstract issue like redemption and spirituality, but like he shows his inability to grasp it. Yeah. So and he, has child. Metaphor, he has to metaphor to relate it to the real world. Like he says here, through economics. Yep. All right. Bonus and ESTJ, folks. That was shocking. Yeah. Still the same. Like, notice something about ESTJ, those of you that think, like, this guy is an ENFP, which most people assume. That's still the same quadra as an ENFP. So they share the same exact cognitive functions as an ENFP, but it's just not his actual type. That's not his ego. So just be aware okay. of that. The next will be Bill Burr at nine ninety nine. Oh, Dolph Dervish. Nice. Nice, nice comment there about the ESTP. That's really nice. <laughs> Nice, very nice. Uh, thank you, thank you very much on that one. <laughs> Somebody understands. <laughs> oh, oh man, uh, if I only had a nickel. Anyway, let's go on to the next one. Who's next, Jab? Uh, don't forget, folks. Our format tonight is he who has the highest super chat in our super chat queue gets the uh, choose uh, who is being typed. Uh, that's kind of how we're doing it. We got four markers left. We got enough for four more. So fire it up, Jab. What's next? Um. Oh, we just got a big one. Yeah, twenty bucks for nineteen ninety nine. Brandon Boyd, and then next year, Florence Well, because that person previously did five dollars, which would total to ten. Right. After that, would. So let's start with Brandon Boyd. Let's see what we got. Mr. Brandon Boyd. Oi, oi, oi. This guy looks like a hipster. I'm writing his. Okay. Um. All right, well, if you don't think bon uh, Bono is Jay, why don't you buy some counter -argue? I mean, you watch the same clips as us. Um, yeah, okay, I think I got an My interview here. My name is Brandon. Okay. <laughs> here comes the censor hate, yeah. Here comes yeah, the censor I'm hate. <laughs> It's like <laughs> in the entire series of talking, he made like zero abstract statements at all. So he's not an intuitive. And the only one that's remotely that's... questionable is when he starts talking about spirituality, which anyone could talk about. And he mentions it one right, time. Right. Like, come on, guys. He's a concrete. Like, I like it's obvious. He's concrete. Sorry. Right. 
like, I literally went on a rant about this earlier. He, like, when he started speaking about spirituality, he showed his inability to grasp it from an abstract point of view by drawing an analogy to economics. Like, he showed he's uncomfortable with handling abstract ideas. So even when he mentioned an abstract idea, he had to relate it to the concrete to draw any type of understanding. Uh, so, so Mr. Uh, Stevester thinks that uh, the most appropriate way for typing somebody is identifying cognitive functions specifically, which is not something I remotely support or will have anything to do with. We do cognitive axes. If you don't understand cognitive axes, you need to watch uh, season five and also the end of season one to understand cognitive axes. I'll actually be uh, fleshing them out a lot more in season 18 upcoming very soon. You know, it sounds like the chat's upset. At the end of the stream, do you want to, like, just go over some more Bono videos so we can, like, prove it? Yeah, sure, I guess. But let's keep this going. We're running out of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's keep going. Void. I am an earthling, as far as I know. I'm an artist and a surfer. I do lots of things, but I think that I'm best summed up as uh, someone in pursuit of art and someone that's still learning to surf after 20 all right that sounds like movement yeah that was like inform initiating movement i'm doing this and then i'm doing this and i'm doing this guys informative initiating movement because i'm starting to type yeah guys guys yep like right off the bat i can see him right off the bat he's a starter yep right off the bat for me success is not fancy cars and expensive watches it's getting to do what you love. My friends feel the same. My friends feel the same. T-I-F-E. They feel the same, guys. Ow. Oof. Work hard. We try to make good art. And we hope to leave the world a little better than when we found it. A little better Join than when we found it. T-I-F-E. Is that affiliative? It's technically an affiliative statement, but if, I'm not sure if he is affiliated. Let's keep going. Right. Brotherhood. Let's not listen to his crappy music. As much as I can, as often as I can, kind of my first thing in the morning is to get up and go for a surf, even if there's no surf. I like to just get into the water. Like nine times out of ten, there's a Talk pot of dolphins that likes, comes through. Like so inner feet. Maybe satisfied. I could do TEFI on that one. But he is talking about himself and what he is doing, so I kind of have to agree with SINE. So. Ocean has been a very consistent muse for me. Alright, I know you guys can't see this, but this guy has terrible tattoos, so I just want to point out that that's like a very SI anything to do, because they don't realize they're giving other people a bad experience with how terrible their tattoos are. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to go there. Me, for most of my life, and continues to be, uh, it can also very quickly spin you around and knock you on your ass. That was abstract. Comparing the waves uh, to how life works. That's an abstract statement. Right. All right. Well, somebody is upset because they feel like the video is scripted. So let's try this one then. 
is continually challenging, as is touring and, you know. Did you always want to be a, a lead singer of a rock and roll band? The answer is no. I, 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 That's I know that sounds sort of The answer is no. Right. This guy looks kind of reminds me of Russell Brand, but without all the drugs. Um, we had a, we had a an English class project, um, Michael and I, and the assignment was to compose an original poem or song, and either perform it for the class or make a videotape and show it to the class. And so we wrote a couple of songs together, and we called ourselves Incubus and. I mean, this sounds very S-I-N-E, like talking about the past. Of course, he is responding. Yeah. I didn't play any instruments at that point. I was like tinkering on the guitar and I had like played the piano with my all my limbs before. <laughs> you know, but um, no real visible musical talent to speak of. But I mean, he does seem a bit informative. Like, oh, this is what we have to do. And no, no, he, he is, he is informed initiating movement. There's no question he's a starter type. Like, no question. I think secretly the reason that Michael and Jose wanted me as a singer of the band was that I had long hair. <laughs> and it was like, and it looked good. It was like long and flowing and shiny. That's um, all you need. Yeah. And we got an A on the, on the literature class project. Brilliant. Yeah. Then all of our high school friends started wanting us to like play in their backyard parties. So that's really how we started. Fantastic. And you're still together 25 years later. Yeah. That's amazing. And still in the same neighborhood. Yeah, basically. And still available to do backyard parties. Just, Most people can't afford us. <laughs> now, you've been quite vocal yourself and your band members about being um, quite involved with the environment movement, mm -hmm. sustainability. Mm -hmm. I mean, what is it that drives you? Well, and my friends and you know, for uh, the the band and everything, we, we've um, we've used the the platform to talk about certain environmental issues, certain humanitarian issues. I think that they're all connected personally. But one of the things that uh, has always occurred to me. Uh, is that human beings are animals or animals that are all connected. That was an NE statement. This is actually starting to sound a bit abstract. Yeah, it's getting a little abstract. Gosh. Oh, we're just 49.99 donation. <laughs> I know which one's coming next. I doubt anyone's going to beat that. Oh, Distinct goodness. from. We are, we are of the environment. Um, and the way that we go about our lives would indicate that we don't that we are sort of separate from nature, that we have to conquer nature. Yeah, he is and, so, uh, so abstract. Love that. Nice. Sort of uh, philosophies lead to behaviors, and they really manifest themselves in the way that we eat, in the way that we grow food, the way that we treat food, and treat the, the things that we eat. And uh, it's very dangerous, actually, and it's not sustainable. And so as far as long-term plans are concerned, it would make a lot of sense for us as uh, a highly functioning animal that the earth produces to have a more sustainable relationship with what we eat. Gosh, I, is, I, I don't want this guy to be an ENTP, but the more he keeps going, the more TIFE triggered I'm getting. And I'm just like, oh, please don't be an ENTP. Please, please don't, don't, don't. And then like the more he keeps talking, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's becoming more and more obvious. <laughs> That yeah. was a problematic Like the thing, the the thing is, I usually ask people about stuff when, when I'm trying to type someone. I'll usually ask them like, "Hey, are you an environmentalist?" And if they say, "Yeah," like I'll ask them why. And usually, if the conversation goes in the direction of like uh, 
will it work? You know, um, you know, it's not practical to do it this way, and we should probably do it this way, and bring these things together. Da, 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 da. It's more of a pragmatic approach. It is because he's like, focusing on what what works. It's not necessarily about doing the right thing. It's about getting a better system in place. You know, right? He's it, talking about sustainability, and lack of sustainability is yeah. more of a yeah yeah it's a it's an intellectual concept it's not an idealistic one even though it has idealistic tendencies but i i mean i just got accused this morning of being an idealist on youtube comments so i mean because for some (laughs) reason someone thinks i'm an enfj apparently and it's like okay sure (laughs) but on that note i just wanted to give an example of an affiliative approach to environment okay affiliative approach like what he said, but instead of talking about sustainability and the fact that it won't work, we need to we need to change to a system which may work. The affiliative approach would be: it's not right for us to treat animals this way. It's not right for us to treat correct. the environment this way. That's correct. Correct. Like, you know, um, you know, these animals, you know, they have they can feel pain, and do we want to give them pain? We should become vegan, sort of thing. Like that's yeah. more of an affiliative. Yeah, it is an affiliative approach. Animals and talking about how like it's not right for us to do this stuff to the environment because you know we're we're interconnected in the environment and we're animals too and we're actually hurting ourselves and And we're causing pain talking about patterns and how everything is interconnected and related which is a very ne approach you know and he's getting on his little kanye soapbox kind of like i do you know to uh address that issue so yeah Yeah, i'm thinking do you want to keep going to verify or let's, you let's do one more stint but yeah i i'm thinking entp for sure on brandon boyd i'll skip a few minutes ahead in southern california to have access to uh so many local organic farmers and not only people that are producing um our produce and stuff through and we you know meet them through farmers markets and through the internet and things like that farmers but also the internet, that's a systematic approach uh, animals you know and raising them lovingly, knowingly, which is really important as well. Um, and it definitely has changed uh, our relationship to food, just being in proximity to these wonderful people who dedicate their lives to and grow food. And it's a building movement, which is... Yeah, it's sort of trendy, which uh, as far as trends go, I can't think of a cooler thing to be trendy. There are a couple of things over the years that have been trendy, and you sort of like, ah, I need this interest <laughs> that's Andy, a te critic statement <laughs> it's just like ah there's a couple of trends in the past and it's just like yeah no that's not really gonna work <laughs> yeah i do that too okay brandon boyd's an entp folks all right job what's all right. next 49.99 we got three pens left so aiden washness is next and then uh and then we got two pens after this one. So remember, guys, uh, highest super chat gets uh, the pen. Uh, so the current highest super chat gets the next pen. So we got three left to go. Let's keep it going. All right. So let's listen to Pamela Atlon. Brought their own jug of water before. <laughs> um, oh, it's not water. No, oh. I just, it's my hydro flask, and it's driving me crazy that everybody carries plastic bottles everywhere, so I just bring my water. Did you not think we would have a glass of water for you? No, I knew you would, but it's just like an extra added, like, oh, yeah, I have one at home. So anyway, <laughs> annoying little thing. I see, I, do. I see. How are you? How's everything in your life? It's, uh, my life is... Oh, oh look at that low FI. Look at that low FI. I'm not sure how I feel right now. 
I'm not sure. Right. <laughs> That's T F E D I F E. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I um it's just been an incredible year. My my middle daughter is graduating from high school on Friday. Wow. Which is like now she's talking about somebody else. That's an SE statement. Okay. For David Copperfield that this happened and she she made it happen and she's got all A's and my youngest daughter has a four point one and my oldest daughter is just doing amazingly and I'm I'm so wow. blessed. So I'm Yeah, and you know <laughs> I'm so blessed. Uh, would that be a t five I'm so blessed. I can't hear you. Sorry. Would that be a TFI statement? I'm so blessed. Mm, no, not necessarily. All right. Well, let's keep watching. See what happens. <laughs> it's interesting because the show, which you know I love, your show, is based loosely on your real life. Yes. But things are not going quite as well in, in that TV life as they are on in real life. I no, guess. we don't want them to be so, you know... I mean, listen, it's it's like my life is um, it's uh, I, I reflect on my life in my show and mm -hmm. I have initiating great gift mm -hmm. in 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 terms of my show. And Babco has done music for my show. Jeff, our keyboard player. Yes. yes Nobody and, knows who he is because he yeah. doesn't speak. Anymore. And when we made music for my show with Jake Ruska, the composer, you know, we all got emotional and choked up. And it's it's like there's something for everybody. And so it's it's there's so many dark days. It's like something every day you wake everybody. up. Everybody, T-I-F-E. Gonna step. Mm -hmm. T-I-F. I'm talking mm -hmm. like saying we and several it's just S E and I. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I, I'd say she's a high SE user. Um, almost sounds ESTP-ish to me, a little bit, but not sure. We'll see. Happening is the world going to end? I like to watch apocalyptic movies right now because really? it makes me feel better. <laughs> okay. Seeing the world end oh, is something awesome. that cheers you up. <laughs> I watched 2012. Is it like some NED even stuff going on there? <laughs> I know, right? That kind of seems like it. Kind of seems like it. <laughs> Let's keep going, man. Oh, my goodness. The other day, my youngest <laughs> gets ready for school. She leaves for school at 7 o'clock in the morning. And I was like, good morning. And I had an English muffin for her. And. And I put on 2012. Good morning. Oh, wow. That's, I mean, I'm kind of going a little little ENFJ-ish on this one. Little ENFJ, actually. So. Really? That's correct. I haven't really seen any abstract statements. It's just, it's just a feeling. It's just my NE, man. It's just my NE. A feeling. Definitely STP NFJ Quadra, for sure. Definitely STP NFJ Quadra. But let's keep going like well the mayans said and whatever and it just makes you feel better <laughs> it just makes you feel better okay so i think i'm understanding what she said so she said she put on 2012 and then she talks about flying calendar so what i'm guessing is it's these apocalyptic movies because yeah 
I mean, well, dude, that... she's initiating. She's direct. I mean, yeah. For sure. Wait, wait, wait. I, I, I'm just trying to break down her thought process. She says she likes watching apocalyptic movies, and then she talks about the Mayan calendar in 2012, and this interview takes place in 2018. Six years after the Mayans predicted the world was supposed to end. And then she says she likes watching doomsday movies because they make her feel good. And I'm guessing the reason why she mentioned the Mayan calendar is because that allows her to think that those things are BS. Crap. Because the Mayans, since the Mayans are wrong, right. all these other dudes... Right. Everyone else is wrong. Yeah. 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 Now... That's very logical. That's a TIFE approach. Yeah. Deductive reasoning. I mean, it does have the potential to be wrong, but that is her thought process. So... Mm, let's go on, because I can't really get any abstract or concrete. Let's, let's go on, yeah. We need some abstraction, need some concrete going. I'm kind of thinking affiliative, but uh, let's keep going. Definitely direct initiating control, for sure. So she's a structure type. So we got that nailed right. down. They know each other and they like each other a lot. Like my, my real life daughters, they chose the girls. I showed them the tape for casting and they cast the girls who, who they thought was best. And, wow, that's and they a all, weird thing to go through as a kid. Yeah, it's kind yeah. of weird. It's like picking your reenactor of your life. Like, you know those people who make the crime? Yeah. All right, so she's speaking about her daughters here and the experiences that they had through picking people to play for them. And you can see that she really absorbed it through her S. Yeah. S-E-N-I. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, S-E-N-I. So let's, let's, sure, oh yeah, the, let's focus on people. temperament. Oh, now, this, I want to ask you about a particular episode of the show, the eulogy episode. Yep. Because it really, I, it resonated for me because I could absolutely see my mother doing this. My mother would lay on the ground and pretend to be dead until we cried. And <laughs> your character... Amazing. This is not, not to that extreme, but yes. um, you did a similar thing. And explain what, what that episode was about. Well, um... Uh, my best friend always would say to me, and she doesn't have kids, and I would say, oh my God, it's driving me crazy. Like the girls are fighting or um, they just, nobody cares. Nobody cares. Nobody appreciates me or whatever. And she would say, they'll love you when you're dead. They'll love you when you're dead. They're going to get along when you're dead. And I'm mm -hmm. like, no, I want it now. <laughs> now is when I want it. I wow. That is so an abstract statement. <laughs> Yeah, talking about the love of you dead. No, I want it now. <laughs> I want it now. NISE. NISE, yep. And then being able to like actually do that like on the day when we did the the episode, it was intense. Like uh, we shoot in a, a, a real somebody's real house practically, so I kicked everybody out of the house, including the girls mom and uh i said we just need the house to be clear and everybody to feel safe and then i took um the girls aside Everyone and they just need it this way no, it's it, interest like going mm -hmm. and that is affiliative as well doing the right thing surgery like how do we get to this place emotionally how do we get and to this I said, place emotionally effie hi effie right affiliative 
them to this back. And I just told them every horrible thing that happened to me in my life. And they were very upset. Really? (laughs) Yeah. I was just like, you know. um, I feel like Cosby never did this with like Theo. (laughs) (laughs) Use what you know. Uh Right. So. They were moved by that. Um, it was, it was, it was so, it was so moving, and it was like you know, literally like you're going into surgery. You know, you're you're going to do a hard thing. You have to open yourself up completely, and um, you know, uh, on the whole, at the end of the day, we we'd been crying for hours, and it was just that's a little bit abstract. Yep. So, mm. Pamela. At- she's an ENFJ? Yep, I do. Emma Adelon, the ENFJ. Awesome. Pretty cool. Pretty cool ENFJ. She just takes charge, you know, direct initiative, control, abstract. Yep. She is an ENFJ. Gosh, so many people Excellent. married to the uh, letter dichotomies. Folks, we only have two more pens left. Highest super chat gets the pens. Two more. Don't forget, guys, like, uh, if you're going to be throwing super chats at us, like, you know, on the last pen, you don't want to, like, throw one up after we're on the last pen. So just, like, don't do that, please. Uh, Not good. Um, So, yeah, next pen, Mr. Jab, what you got? All right. Althella, unfortunately, there's no real good use of her. It's just lectures. Do you reckon we can type her up a lecture, or do you think that's too scripted? Uh, lectures are not necessarily scripted. That's fine. Alright. Try this one. From in. About Galileo, people were arguing about, you know, even as late as the 1600s. Uh, Galileo was the person who proved beyond a shadow of a doubt this could not work. He had very, very good proof for why it doesn't work. And of course, now we understand why Mars makes this motion. You take Earth away from the center. Now you put the sun in the center. And both the Earth and Mars are going around their orbits. Earth is going a bit faster than Mars is. Both Mars and Earth are moving forward in their orbit all the time. But as, as we're going a little faster, we overtake Mars. And as that happens, you know, just like if you're driving on a car on a highway and you're driving a little faster than another car, even though that car and you are both moving forward, the car seems to move backwards to you. That's really what's going on. So there's a little bit about epicycles and how different people have described that through the ages. All right. Now, um, the Greeks were getting really good at doing some measurements of important things. And uh, one of the most amazing things they were able to do was measure the size of the Earth very, very correctly. And uh, the record we have of this being done first is a man called Aristosthenes. Uh, again, right up 276 to 195. I mean, that's 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 very TE oriented, but like you got to grain of salt it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know, folks, you're going to have to grain of salt this one being that it's lectures and it's not like so much them being in person, because even when people lecture, as uh, someone uh, recently has mentioned, you know, it's like, oh, OK, I'm talking to YouTube Chase now. Oh, now I'm talking to real Chase. OK, you know what I'm saying? So there's like a chance she's cognitive transitioned here. So we're going to have to take right. these run- results with like many grains of salt. So I just want to give that warning ahead of time. The other ones, not so much, but this one definitely this is a grain of salt one. So uh, 
Yeah, I and uh, and I and I kind of have to agree with power for you on this one. This gal giving me SJTE vibes. That's kind of where I'm coming from it too. Almost sounds uh, ISTJ ish is kind of what I'm looking at. But yeah, definitely TEFI. Very history history focused. Uh, S I N E. So uh, and uh, definitely a movement and definitely direct. So, but let's let's keep going, Jeb. Right. Stardust is sucked into the left. Think of myself as a very. I actually think of myself as a very complicated rock. I am made of things like iron and copper and manganese. Complicated rock that is so concrete. It is also so introverted sensing. Most introverted sensing parents and heroes, heroes especially, are constantly comparing themselves to like being made out of earth, because guess what? Introverted sensing the functions attached to the elements of the earth. So. Right. Very interesting. You're there with a rock. Those are your cousins, too. Those are your cousins, too. That's an affiliative statement. Oh, here's an interview. Now from NASA's Goddard Space Flight Center is Dr. Michelle Thaler. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Great to be here. So tell us, what exactly is a supermoon and will it affect Earth? Well, a supermoon happens when you get a full moon near perigee. And perigee is our word for the closest approach the moon makes to the Earth every month. Apogee is the farthest away. You see, the moon's orbit is not a perfect circle. It's actually a little elliptical. Sometimes it's a little farther away, sometimes a little closer. And that means that the size of the moon seems to change in the and sky. That means and when the you size of the moon, that's an NE statement, okay? We're doing that translation there. And it's a TE process, systematic, talking about the system of the moon. The supermoon. Now, as far as the effects on the Earth, nothing very direct. The, the actual size of the moon in the sky doesn't change very much. It's only about 12% larger than an average full moon. You may know the highest tides of the month happen at full moon and new moon. These yeah, are called the spring tides of each month. And because the moon is a little closer to right, normal, that means ahead. the tides are a little bit higher than normal no. right after sunset. NASA has a major observatory. Craters. And there's evidence that there may be ice actually frozen into the soil in these permanently shadowed craters. So there may be more water on the moon, frozen water, than we suspected. So LRO is telling us so much about how the moon came to be, how it changes over time. We've recorded the coldest temperature in the entire solar system with LRO in one of these permanently shadowed craters. It's about 23 degrees Celsius above absolute zero, Constant which is actually much- like, get, Let's get a different clip, please. I, I know we're doing grains of salt on this one, but let's get a different clip. Right. I, more, I mean, that was I one more, of the. Uh, I need more comparative data. Like, here we go. Oh, I hope this one's in English. English, apparently. English. Nope. Um, here we go. I think this is another interview. <laughs> Dr. Fowler! Yes, like I told you, it's Michelle. <laughs> yes, I told you it was Michelle. That's necessary. But I, I think you know one of the things that's sort of complicated about sea level rise. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I can see that. So very this is from uh, two of very direct that actually you measure uh, the the fluid height in different parts of the world. You can actually see there's a lot of variation there in the uh, uh, the Arabian Gulf. AF. Wow. Flat as you think, you'd sort of be surprised to learn that they're Very actually sort of concrete. mountain range. All right, I got enough. I got enough. She's an ISTJ, like straight up. So, yep. 
direct and movement automatically means direct responding movement, which means a finisher. S-I-N-E-T-E-F-I, -E -E systematic concrete affiliative equals ISTJ. Remember, folks, take that one with a grain of salt because there's not much material available with her, but I'm even, even with the material we have, I'd still say she's an ISTJ anyway. But remember, grains of salt for this one. All right, last marker, Mr. Jab. Last marker. Who's our orange okay. marker tonight? After the... No, I'm after that is decide, uh, there is uh, no more super chats. Super chats are closed uh, after we uh, decide the orange marker. Okay. Sarah Robin. Uh, for, sure for whoever in our uh, live stream discussion said, quote, don't know many ISTJs that can string enough sentences together like that. Actually, I do. Uh, the ISTJ who is on my executive team does that on a consistent basis when they're on a roll when they're talking or basically go into lecture mode with their library of Alexandria because it comes out because they're using um, their ENFP uh, subconscious to do that. So they kind of come off like a starter type uh, when they're doing it. And it's a lot of information until they peter out with la losing energy and they have to go back in their introverted ego, okay? So like that's why that happens. So yes, they can string sentences together super quick. The other reason is, is because ISTJs, typically because they're so alone all the time, they have a lot of energy to spend as a result of being in solitude, such that uh, they don't really have very many people to talk to. And if anyone's actually interested with their NE inferior, they sense someone's interest in the subject matter that they're actually experts in, they like to like completely, absolutely bury those people alive in the dirt of the concreteness of their, uh, uh, I mean, it's like literally like throwing someone in a hole and pouring concrete all over them, basically. And that's what uh, ISTJs do. Whereas with me, it's more like I'm uh, drowning them, but they're actually like using concrete, you know, whereas I'm using water, basically, just to kind of give you guys a different uh, in terms of the uh, communication style that's utilized. So anyway, okay. what's next? Here's the deal. I'm not sure if this is two donations or uh, one donation retra retracted and then re-donated. Okay. Because it's saying here, two donations from Sarah Robin for ten dollars, asking for Jeffrey Star, which would make that twenty dollars total. However, one of the messages is retracted, so I'm not sure if that means donation retracted first. If that was the case, it would only be a ten dollar donation, which means, which means it would be below Hornthal's donation, which he put ten fifty. All right, let's do Hornthal and then mark the other one and have that be the first uh, one of the next episode because I don't want to even question right. that. So. Right, right, right. So what's Hornthal's? Okay. So Crack to PewDiePie. Yeah, go for it. Um, Hornthal. Who's Hornthal? Jim Hornthal? No, what is Florence? I I I don't know who Hornfell is, so someone's gonna have to tell me. Oh wait, Florence. Hornfell's the guy who. Right, yeah, right, right. yeah. There you go. Nice. Florence and the Machine. One of my favorites, bro. It's what I DJ with all the time. I see. Florence Welch. Florence Welch. The redhead. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh! In before INFJ. Anyway, continue. I don't uh, like this clip already. <laughs> yeah, close. 
You're, you're we were talking backstage. We've met a couple times because you hosted SNL and or didn't host, but you were a musical guest in 2010 and 2011. You don't do a lot of talking on talk shows. No, I get really nervous. And uh, oh I my questions. gosh, it's like an INFJ. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> anyway, let's keep going. Child, maybe the inferior. Uh, okay, well, I mean, you might be right. Yeah, that's that's some movement. You know what I'm saying? That's some movement. We got some movement there. Let's keep going. One thing I want to point out is woman is not wearing any makeup on a TV interview. Some INFJ women do not actually wear makeup. That's actually that's actually a common thing, uh, especially like when you get into hippie culture. Uh, that's definitely a thing. Right. I get a bit scared, but I'm gonna try. Okay, good. <laughs> well, one thing you did. It doesn't. I S E N I responding. Responding movement, which means direct responding movement. Oh yeah, finish your type already. So move the mirror around a bit, and yeah, I have. I don't know. I have quite a. Strong sense of aesthetic. I don't know. Strong okay. sense of aesthetic. S-E-N-I. No one has touched and you've completely <laughs> rearranged it. It came across. <laughs> Some people say it's obsessive, but... <laughs> obsessive would be if I called you after you left and was like, you didn't put it back exactly right. Some would but say that's obsessive. That's F-E. Okay, it looks a little better, yeah. And, but that's something you do when you're on tour. You you really get to see the best in people at a sure. show. You get like to see you. the best in people, Jab. How affiliative of you to say. <laughs> Tell each other that you love each other. Tell people you don't know. Oh you my love God! This is like affiliative bonanza. High FE, high FE. I'm such an INFJ. Wow. Am I like literally the INFJ whisperer? They just like I don't know. Like I. I it's the type that I know the most. Like, I could pick them out of the crowd like that. It's just like, I'm like the INFJ detector or something like that. You know what I'm saying? It's awesome. Let's keep going. Like, connection is such a big part of that. And when you feel like you're taking everyone somewhere. Connection is such a big part of that. And that's a very interest-based statement. And it's very abstract. Let's keep going. Word. He told them to go tell each other to love each other. They like that weird lady is being very bossy. <laughs> I don't know. I was very drunk mostly. So oh, okay. I, I was definitely still being bossy. Like, <laughs> I don't think I might involve a wine glass. Oh, okay. <laughs> also, as an eight-year-old being like Billy Holiday, that's someone. Yeah, it was like Billy Holiday, like Etta James, Nina Simone. You know, those are that. Those are the first voices that I was really drawn to. Well, that's fantastic. You um. I always, I, I remember, uh, you know, the first time I heard you sing, and I also remember hearing the band name and being like, wow, Florence and the Machine, that's a fantastic band name. Uh, it was not your first band, <laughs> uh, and it, but it maybe was your first good band name. What was your first band? <laughs> My first band was at school, and uh, I was 11, and I had a punk band called the Toxic Cockroaches. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but we... Um, I'm pretty sure this... Wow. Like, Do we need to watch any more? I, honestly, we don't, but like, I'm sure the audience will want to do one more, so go for it. All right. Uh, uh, so you, you're all healed up, but Skip ahead. being here, and congratulations. Uh, this is a fantastic CD. Everybody in the audience is going to go home. <laughs>
I wanted to. Ellen? <gasps> um, okay, so I had a little bit of time off between records and like left my own devices with time off. Like I've discovered I can be like somewhat self-destructive, perhaps. Self-destructive? <laughs> no. An INFJ that's self-destructed? No. SI demon self-destruct? No. That never happens, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get going. We had a, we had a party. I at my too house. self sabotage my life and my relationships as I demon. Right. Someone gave me, I think, a shot of tequila that I did and then threw over my shoulder. And then I crowd surfed off the stage onto nobody. Um, and then I just went back to the house and the party kind of carried on. And, you know, there was my water and like. And I kind of thought I'd gotten away with it. And, you know, in that space, I was like, okay, gotten well, that was it. like... That's an interest-based statement. A little bit far, but, you know, I mean, the house is completely destroyed. We kind of recreated it in the Ship Direct video where I'm fighting a kind of demon version of myself. So if you watch it... Well, that's a little bit abstract, fighting a demon version of yourself. It is. I idea of what the house was like. Because um, that's my actual house. <laughs> Uh, and I went, I was like, oh, cool. Well, that was just a bit much. And there's like a lot of, a lot of things are broken. There's water everywhere, but you know, at least like nobody will ever see that. At least no one will ever know. Yeah. And then I got a call from my manager a couple of days later that was like, Hey, I know you do a lot of covers, but I really haven't seen this one. Have you done like the cover of Get Lucky recently? It's everywhere. And I was like, and I'd forgotten I'd done it. Like I'd forgotten. So I was... <laughs> oh, SI Demon of Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I'm done. Florence Welch is an INFJ. So there you have it, folks. She is definitely an INFJ. Like, <laughs> wow. Uh, I got to love my any hero on that one. Like, I had no previous information. And the second I heard her voice, I'm just like, INFJ. Like, straight up, INFJ. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I can sense that from a mile away. Holy smokes. Like, yeah. Okay, cool. Well, folks, that's all this week. Uh, we will uh, see you next Tuesday for our next How to Type stream. Uh, we have Q&A uh, this Sunday. Uh, the weekend after that, we will not have Q&A. Uh, Q&A is probably going to be moved about uh, twice or three times a month, but uh, I'm actually going to be moving, uh, so I'm not going to have any time to be able to handle any of that uh that weekend so just be advised and i'm getting a new studio uh, as a result which is i'm very excited about having a new studio and uh, we're going to be doing something a little bit different hopefully employing multiple camera angles this time uh i'm not necessarily in the way of the whiteboard when i'm doing lectures anymore um uh, so right. uh yeah um anyway uh i think that's everything jab you need to say anything before we go yeah, um, so we'll be doing Jeffree Star as the first one of next episode. Okay. So the person who's up, Bill Burr, I'm fairly confident he's an ENTP. Yeah. Um, uh, so, spoiler alert, he's probably an ENTP. Uh, feel free to verify that for yourself, and if I've screwed it up, just message me on the Discord and uh, tell me I'm an idiot for messing it up. Um. Aiden Wojcicki donated four ninety nine and said, "I know this isn't a Q and A, but could you answer this at the end, please? What would be a good gift or a way to show gratitude towards a female ENFJ?" Oh, uh, a good gift and gratitude towards a female ENFJ. Um, Flowers. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, they remember ENFJ is more like giving gifts instead of necessarily receiving gifts. 
they just need to be able like they really like spending quality of time it's really important physical touch is also important for them as well but uh you know but again like love language is extremely subjective when it comes to attaching it to type we actually have a research project going right now and uh maddie bojangles from the audience is actually assisting us with that uh, research project uh thank you mr uh, maddie bojangles for that uh but uh usually it's very neutral based um so to attach like a, a gift for enfj but quite honestly they like the bling. So get her some earrings. Start there. Get her some earrings. Um, and uh, if you don't know where to go get earrings, I recommend uh, Shane Company. Uh, actually, if you want to go get earrings for like the right price and pretty decent quality. Uh, and also, since ENFJ, you might want to get white gold. INFJs are more actually regular gold. ENFJs are kind of more white gold. So just kind of keep that in, uh, an idea. Yes, folks, colors of certain precious metals can actually be statistically applied to type, although it's not, it's different for everyone, obviously. But, you know, uh, statistics uh, can say otherwise. So, yeah, I, I would recommend jewelry. Um, I also recommend. Uh, Shared experiences like going to shows or theater uh, is also really important. Just having shit like a Trans-Siberia Orchestra, for example, is another good way. Um, and uh, or going to uh, uh, bands or uh, concerts, uh, even uh, sporting events if they actually like sports is what I would uh, do for an ENFJ as well. So anyway, uh, just, just on that, note, I also want to chime in. I think the fact that you're showing appreciation for something nice that an ENFJ has done for you isn't itself the gift that they want i don't think the gift is as important but definitely the chase thing the, the stuff that chase has mentioned are good for an enfj but i think when you do give them this gift make sure you show them that you're giving them that gift because you appreciate the person they are and what they've done for you and if you illustrate that point it'll like square how much they value the gift you know gift value squared yeah exactly never not square your gift value all right. That being said, folks, that's it for tonight. We'll see you on Tuesday. Q&A is on Sunday. And those of you who have the uh, Patreon uh, conference, that is tomorrow morning. So make sure you're available for that conference. It's going to be dope. Uh, so uh, it's two hours with me, just hang out time on Zoom conference. Uh, that's tomorrow morning. Be there uh, if you were there. Uh, otherwise, um, we have uh, Season 14, Episode 5, uh, just about to come out or maybe it's episode six one of the two and uh yeah i think it's uh the fifth golden pair actually so episode five so yeah the fifth golden pair is about to be released and uh and then we're also going to have uh, some additional regular episodes as well it's been a rough week for me uh so hence why we uh, missed uh one of the lectures coming out but we're going to be uh, getting some more. Basically, once the move is over and I have like some equilibrium in my life again, uh, my productivity is going to increase as well as, as well as my availability. So, those of you out there, thank you for your patience. Uh, we really appreciate it. Otherwise, uh, I'll see you folks tomorrow morning. Have a good night. See you later.